If you are thinking about starting a podcast like we were, uh, check out Anchor. Anchor is kind of a one-stop shop for everything. Uh, you can record on Anchor. You can edit your podcast on Anchor. They have lots of sound clips. They have free music. Uh, Anchor also will take care of all your hosting. And you can also get paid from Anchor, just like I am doing this ad right now. So uh, head on over to anchor.fm or download the mobile app. And without further ado, welcome to the show. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they're raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of uh, uh, women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talk of blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. Has your wife had it yet? Uh, I mean, if she did, she didn't know. I mean, I mean, I can't say that. I mean, we've yeah. both had moments where we've had like, you know, sniffles and coughs and stuff, but never oh, like yeah. anything dropped dead. I had one instance, uh, in March, I think mm-hmm. where I got pretty sick for like a day. I ran a fever yeah. and it was pretty miserable, but I woke up and I was fine. So. Yeah, that same thing happened to me back in beginning of March or late February. I think it was like the last. I've wanted to take an antibody test just to, you know, see what that says. But yeah, oh, same here. <laughs> I wanted to take one too, but we back then. I got sick. My father-in-law, he was living with us at the time. Um, he got really sick, and he got sick. I mean, it makes sense. He's older. He was sick for about two weeks. Yeah. And he had all the same symptoms, you know, as COVID. And my son got sick, too, right around the same exact time. Like, it was all within, like, two weeks of each other. We all got sick. Sure. And uh, my son, you know, fever, cough, you know, symptoms, me, fever, cough, you know, uh, every, you know, like, this, can, I don't know, all the same bullshit, you know. But anyway, so we went, it was probably, it was a couple months into it. I was, I was laid off. We're on furlough. And we found <clears throat> online where you could do like an antibody test, and we ordered it online and went to someplace here in Wichita. We did it for my son, and he tested negative for it. So I was like, "Well, I don't know." That'd yeah, be- I mean that's the thing with any sickness. It's I mean they always go around, right? And I don't know how long you hold on to antibodies, anyways. I mean it's. My it just yeah. depends on what it is. I don't think there's any like set science. Right, yeah, exactly. So he could have had it. We all could have had it. It just could have been. It was a you know a couple months down the road. So the antibodies I mean, could even, be out. Even just, all this vaccine stuff, they have no no idea, you know how long those are good for. They're saying a year, but they haven't even been developing the thing for a year. So it's just you know, guess guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. That whole thing's a whole another story. Like <clears throat> I don't know that. You know the flu shot type one. I think you were telling me about it. There's like five different ones and like three are like a flu shot. 
and the other, it's like a dead virus or whatever, and they're just going to inject you with mm-hmm. it in your body fight, you know. That one, I'm, I guess, not that, I'm okay with that one, I guess. The whole other one that, you know, it it changes the mRNA or whatever, it has to go into your cell and, like, it alters, that seems, a, I mean, I'm not necessarily against it, but I think there ought to be a lot of trials and, like, you know, maybe years and years and years of studies before you just go, hey, people yeah, take this. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about it. I know they say they do that in animals. Mm-hmm. And I will say this though, that like a virus, uh, and I, I could be totally blowing this, but I'm pretty sure that's how viruses work is RNA. They get into your cell and then they basically, you know, take over that cell and basically turn that cell into a breeding ground for more virus. And they do that with little bits of RNA that the virus carries. So the virus is actually like a, little miniature attack on your DNA. Yeah. And your, your white blood cells or well, the T cells, whatever they call them, uh-huh. they learn to go kill the virus and then, you know, kill off the infected cells. And that's what the antibodies are. It's just for some reason, this thing, they're not good at fighting. And I, cancers, I, I should probably just shut up, but <laughs> cancer, I think is, is kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say kind of like that, but like, your immune system isn't too good at fighting cancer because cancer cells can kind of like hide. They put off something or whatever that your immune system doesn't really recognize it. So Mm -hmm. it just, you know, goes on by. And so that's one of the attempts at some cancer treatments is figuring out how to get your immune system to take on cancer cells without just, you know, destroying everything. And Oh, absolutely. Like an auto, like an autoimmune disorder would. Right. I got you now. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not a play expert either on that. Um, it just seems odd, you know, that we're going to, we've made a, a vaccine. We've never had a vaccine like this ever. And yeah, I get it. We do it in animals, but, and I don't know. I It probably would be okay, but at the same time, we're not animals. And generally- my rub on the vaccine thing is, well, I'll start with this just on like the speed of the vaccine. So, I'm not necessarily against the speed of the vaccine because I think what that should demonstrate to people is that when government kind of gets out of the way, uh, industry can move really, really quickly. And that's basically what you've seen with this coronavirus is government just basically said, okay, we're not going to put a bunch of red tape in front of you. What can you do? Right. And so now there's six candidates that all look, you know, promising if you're a vaccine person and, you know, that in and of itself is kind of amazing and that's impressive. And, and we should think about that. Mm-hmm. But as far as the taking the vaccine, I, I I get even, I'm not even less, I'm less worried about the, you know, what's in it or is it effective than I am the, the freedom issue because it seems like yeah. what's going to happen. Cause so think about like the mask thing that happened here in town today where they're going to start you know, and finding businesses for not enforcing it and stuff. Yeah. That's laying the groundwork for the mandatory vaccine. Cause if they're willing to do that about a mask, right. I mean, you think they're not going to force you to show some proof of vaccination. And while I understand the sentiment of that, it's a freedom issue. I mean, it's, yeah, this is my body. And so once we sell ourselves to the state, you know, in that capacity, you're never going to get that back. No, you never and do. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a different kind of slavery, but it's slavery. I mean, you don't, there's no freedom anymore once they literally own your body. Right. I mean, because once you've said that it's okay to go, because I think the coronavirus vaccines are so far, 
they're not they're not even like once a year things. They're like it's I think you got to get a couple doses, at least a few of them. And hey, is that just going to be the norm? So in 20 years, is there going to be a different shot you got to go get every three months? You know, and then right. just the, the hurdles are going to keep growing and growing and growing. Yeah, and it, well, I think we talked about it on another episode, but it's also kind of the, you know, like the mask deal. Instead of saying, hey, here's our recommendations, you guys take your own, you know, personal responsibility. You take your your own, uh, you know, gamble, I guess, if you want to wear it or not. We think this is what you should do based on these studies and the information come from these experts. Instead, it's, hey, you're going to wear a mask. We don't care what you think. You know, your body is no longer your, it's not your choice, right. you know? And that, that puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. Absolutely, it and, should. And, yeah, and, and I think people, the same thing with a vaccine. It's, it's I'm not against vaccines at all. I've, you know, I've vaccinated my son. I was vaccinated when I was a kid. And, you know, depending on what this is, if this coronavirus is actually that big of a deal, and I guess it requires a vaccine, I'm still kind of on the fence about all that, but... Um, then absolutely, you know, and I can, the vaccine's good, then I would, I'm not against taking it, but I, I should get the choice, the mandatory, like, we're going to tell you what to do. No, that's not how this shit works. And no, I, I agree, especially because vaccines are legally protected. Like a lot of people don't realize that, that part of the anti-vaccine stuff is that you have no legal recourse against a vaccine manufacturer or mm-hmm. a healthcare or a government that makes you get the vaccine. Right. So if you do get that vaccine, even if you're the one in a hundred thousand that has some sort of major problem from the vaccine, you have no legal recourse on that. Right. And that's not right. Uh-uh. Right. I mean, any, any other healthcare situation, if the doctor fucks up or gives you something that screws yeah. you over, you, you know, or, or at minimum, they have to read you the list of side effects so that, you know, going into it. Right. And you make yeah. your choice based on that. Yeah. Vaccines are exempt from all that shit and it's not right. There's a, I actually think it's a, I want to say his name's Robert Kennedy. Uh, he's a lawyer and he's like, I think one, the only lawsuit against a vaccine manufacturer, like ever really, really rare. And huh. that's, I think the big one is these get treated like there's some kind of panacea when everything is kind of a trade-off, you know? And then you have to wonder about the, what's the actual effective rate of, of this stuff. I mean, we've all heard the, Oh, 90%, 90%. Well, no shit. They're trying to give you the sales pitch and right. make everybody <laughs> take it. I mean, they, yeah. They they pump flu shots out like they're going out of style, and most years they're like thirty percent at best. Yeah, I haven't had a flu shot in well since I got out of the army. I used to get it. I had had to get it every year for the army. It's just something they make you do. Yeah, and that was in two thousand sixteen. So it's been four years now. I've not had a flu shot, and before the army, well, they didn't even make us do that the entire time I was in. It just became kind of became a thing. <clears throat> probably my I don't know, like five years after being in. Before that, I'd maybe had like a couple flu shots. I just, yeah, and I had the flu one time in my entire life, you know. Sure. You know, every time I've got sick and I have went to the doctor, which is only a handful of times, they do the test and they're like, oh, it's just a virus. It's not the flu. It's probably a yeah. coronavirus, you know, because they're fucking common. <laughs> but, sure. you know, I was reading some things today and <clears throat> like the people that are, you know, I guess the, the maskers, we could call them. You know, their their big thing is, you know, you wear a mask to protect me, and I wear a mask to protect you, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I actually read a thing, and it was some guy was talking about how, you know, if we if we can show that we're responsible by wearing masks, we can have some of our freedoms back. And I was like, right, yeah. and this wasn't a guy in power. It's just a guy that, like, 
is brainwashed. And I was like, whoa. Well, it's like your freedom is for sale. Yeah, it's basically like, at that whoa. point. You're, you're admitting yeah. that, oh, shoot. I mean, it's, I don't know. And, like, and you can't hang out with your friends until your room is clean. That's right. exactly what it it's is. It's like, okay, daddy government, you know, but. Pretty much. I was just blown away by this guy because, you know, he's, like I said, not a politician. He was just a regular Joe. And what gets me the most is people think like that. It's like, well, hold on. Like, freedom does come with a little bit of a, a sacrifice or a gamble. You know, like, when I go out in public, I'm making now I'm taking that risk that I could possibly catch, you know, coronavirus. Um, and the same with you. You go out in public and you don't want to wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. But that's also a car wreck. That's also any other thing that can yeah. happen. You always take a risk. of it, And it might be super small, but there's always some risk involved anytime. So... You know, the, the guy's big thing was like my grandpa, you know, because that's what you always hear. What about my grandpa? You don't care about old people. It's like, well, hold on. If your grandpa wants to exercise his right to go do any of that, he has the right to do it. And he, you know, yeah. but he also, some of that comes with a risk. And I think people forget about that. It's like, you know, yeah, if you just want to stay inside your household, you know, and never do anything. All right, cool. But is, is it worth it? I mean. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> and, and that's, you know, so what they try to spin that into is that by you not wearing the mask you're impinging on their rights you know somehow by not doing it and that's how they try to like reverse justify it but uh -huh. you know if that's the argument you want to take then uh why don't we just round up all the poor people and put them in camps because if you look yeah. at you know poverty drugs violent crime it's a symptom of being impoverished at least that's the correlation in the data so yeah you know, where, where, where do we stop this? You know, where does your personal condition impinge on somebody else's or not even does it? When does it possibly impinge on somebody yeah, else's yeah, yeah, absolutely. ability to have you yeah. know, their perfect world or whatever? Well, and there was that one thing that the CDC said, I mean, just to bounce off that. And it was actually, it wasn't brand new. I think that it basically creating internment camps for people that, you know, got yeah. it. And it's like, what? <laughs> FEMA camps? I mean, would we really want to go that route? But it, it you know, was it's funny because 10 years ago, the FEMA camp thing, you know, mass conspiracy. And now it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, we should have FEMA camps. I mean, people are like, you know, please, please. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. You know, I really thought that things were going to kind of change, but I think that this has worked out really well for a lot of people and yeah, for positions pe of people power. in power and the petty tyrants of the world that want to have their thumb on things and act like they're putting their stamp on the world. Yeah, this is a, a giant wet dream come true. Oh, yeah. Well, for them, because, you know, now they can act like they're the hero and the one making decisions and the one in charge. And yeah, you're just running with it. And I, I mean, I think even especially since it's looking like Trump lost, mm -hmm. then it's they're just going to double down on it. I mean, this is oh, my God, this is the great reset. Right. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah, and that's one thing I think people, because we get labeled conspiracy theorists and we start talking about this, but it's what I find really funny is, you know, since the dawn of time, you've had like kings and, and, and peasants or, you know, like rulers and subjects or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's always the guy in power and the little man. Since the fucking dawn of time. And I think people think like since it's 2020, we're past that. It's like, okay, so like, you know, 200, well, it's like 244 years ago. United States was, you know, 1776. That's when we signed and everything, the Declaration yeah. of Independence. So about 250 years ago, there's some guys that want to do things differently, and they were tired of having a king or a queen. They wanted to rule, you know, themselves. They wanted the people to be the rulers. 
you know, and it kind of put a wrench into the way things were always done. You know, it's because really before that it was all kings, queens, peasants, you name it. So then they changed things up, and it's like when the United States was born, it like really fucked everything up. And I think people think that's like a thing of the past, but like 80 years ago ish, Hitler wanted to take over the world. Like he wanted to take over the fucking world. That's, uh, you know, I think people just think that, oh, we're evolved and we're past that. It's like, no, there's people out there that really do still want to rule. That That's why they want to make this globalist, one world, new world order, right. you know? I mean, they've just always got to find new ways to do it. And, yeah. you know, we're <clears throat> back in the day when it was, you know, swords and bows and arrows and chain mail, you know, everybody could take their turn. There wasn't this one place has a disproportionate advantage over another like what we have today. And yeah. That's kind of starting to not be the case anymore. You know, a lot of the rest of the world is is catching up to America. I mean, that's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at China, they're the average person's income since like the 1970s. It's like 70 times, 75 times higher than what it was. I mean, their rise to prominence has just been absolutely meteoric. Yeah, and uh, and and America's been living off the high of World War II. You know, for one, yeah. one reason or another, yeah. And where everybody else was kind of beneath us, and now that's that's still the case, but that's that's increasingly less the case. And a yeah. lot of it is self-inflicted on our part, and so we're seeing that the the rivalries of the world starting to creep back up. Yeah, even I, within our own country, you know, people that want it to be a certain way. Yeah, I think that you know, China's a weird case. That's an odd country, but well, so they do. They pick the winners and the losers, but they've been really good at picking the winners, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So they do, and, and not necessarily that maybe they're not even good at picking the winners. They just make sure that the people that they pick end up winning. There we go. Yeah. More sense. And they've made it work, at least from a government standpoint. I mean, there's still places in China that suck nuts. Yeah. But, uh, no, they, I mean, yeah. they are very, uh, well, it's very communist. I mean, they've. It's a weird. It's like a dictatorship, but at the same time, the people have some freedoms. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna make you see everything that you want to see. Like they control the. You know, it's. I always keep saying like we're like China now, except instead of like the government controlling everything we see and the government censoring us, we're just doing it to ourselves. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because it's. I've I've noticed that I think as we kind of move on the U S is getting more and more kind of that top down socialist communist government approach. And then countries like Russia and China, while they're still pretty separated from us is like a lot of things they've done are slowly kind of creeping towards things. We, we wouldn't necessarily have a problem with. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, we're kind of marching towards each other in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. We're becoming them and they're becoming us. Yeah, and well, and that's the whole new yeah. world order shit. You know, at some point, all this stuff is going to meet in the middle, and there you go, the Great Reset. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, people, <laughs> conspiracy theorists, you know, conspiracy, wow, it's like it's these fucking bells going off and alarms going off, but it's like, well, just listen to any major mainstream news, other world yeah. leaders, they're all saying the Great Reset. And that's let me, where let me come back in one second. Oh, you're good, man. Go ahead. Had a minor emergency. <laughs> I heard something going on. <laughs> uh, it's all good. All good. <clears throat> yeah, I guess if I ever do this when my wife is gone, 
I'll have to probably go inside too. I'll just bring my son out here. <laughs> no, um, no. But the whole great reset thing—it's just—and and I get what they think. That I don't know what the, what they say. Sorry, what they say the great resets for, and you know, it's a, it's all about climate change, and this is our chance to to heal the earth and blah blah blah. You know, <sighs> I don't know. There's a whole lot of uh, weird. Uh, you know, I guess uh, the same kind of things going on with the whole Agenda 21 and the whole, you know, climate change and, you know, coronavirus and I don't know. I just, I know it sounds real conspiracy-ish, and it, but to me it's just like another well, the step. Thing, the thing people get lost on is like these big takeovers of power, they never happen outright. And we might not see another open Hitler type that just starts invading because yeah. the new way to do stuff is through bureaucracy. And in a lot of ways, it's easier because they can disguise disguise bad things as good things. Like one thing that Republicans are doing a bad job talking about lately is in these coronavirus you know, stimulus bills that are in Congress, which I'm not sure that they're even necessary, but the Democrat version of the bill would basically make businesses liable for uh, illness lawsuits. So if you were at Walmart, I don't know all the details, but basically you could sue your employer for you getting sick. If you could say, well, they didn't make Johnny wear a mask or uh-huh. such and such wasn't vaccinated, or they didn't sanitize the vending machine, right. Or whatever the reason is, it would open up that Pandora's box. And that's dangerous because, well, how do you prove where something happened? And then how are you going to back up that all these measures that you came with actually worked. Like we know masks are like, what was it? You know, the science said it was like a 0.3% improvement in your odds of not catching it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise it was null, but it increased your odds of getting other kinds of infections, right. From masks being dirty or contaminated or whatever. Uh-huh. So you don't really want to go down the litigation rabbit hole where now everybody's employer is on the hook and you're already seeing that like at places where I work, you know, I, I think that they're bleeding heart liberals over there in the HR department, but at the same time, you know, they have to look out for the business as far as the litigation stuff goes. So if the way to be lawsuit proof is to be retarded, then they really don't have a choice. No. They don't. And the Republicans would basically kind of keep things as they are. Right. You, you can't get the flu and then sue somebody at work because, you know, Johnny two, two chairs down had it and you didn't have a camera set up at the time clock, you know, to take temperatures. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's so if it if it happens and, you know, it might probably won't. But if it did, it would be something that is sold as like a health thing or a good for the unions or good for the worker. And there might be like a tiny little element of that. But the real thing is it's a power grab because now some federal agency gets to decide all these new regulations for employers, you know, or else. But the or else doesn't actually require the government to do anything to them. They've, they've changed society to where society forces them to comply. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing, uh, you know, here where we live with the mask thing is they know that it's incredibly unpopular to go get onto individuals about the mask thing. And they know that'll lead to confrontation. So what are they going to do? They're just going to go crack down on the stores. They're going to go nail Walmart, right? The big corporate entity Uh as opposed to the individual. And they're going to enforce it that way. And that's, that's the world they want to push us to. 
No, yeah. because it's like a soft, soft, t- a soft coup. The color revolutions of East Europe. Yeah. No, you're right. To uh, bounce off this, <laughs> when you were gone for a second, mm-hmm. I came across an article, and it said, "Dead minks infected with mutated form of COVID nineteen rise from the graves." Nice. <laughs> Turns out it's not that because, of course, headlines, right? Right. But at first, I was like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's here. It? It's finally here. <laughs> and uh, no, it was uh, in Denmark. They appear to be rising from the grave. Um, basically, just gas, you know, when you die. Yeah. So I- I'm in. I'm curious. I mean, it's funny. A mutated form of COVID-19. So um, it's a different coronavirus, which yeah. have been around, for, especially animals and stuff, forever. But yep. funny, funny stuff. No, you know, That's something I wonder about, though, in that context, because I know they found Spanish flu in, like, frozen corpses in the Arctic before, and there's no cure for Spanish flu. They know the genome of it, but there's still not, like, a vaccine or anything for it. And yeah. it, it was what everybody thought the COVID was going to be when it first happened. Like even yeah. the Senator that got busted for talking about it was all oh, they're thinking it's going to be like the 1918 flu. And it's, it's not, it's nothing like that at all. Right. But uh, yeah, I've even wondered like, is the permafrost melts in like Siberia in some of these animals mm-hmm. that they find, you know, is there going to be like some super strain of MRSA or something on one of these cadavers that's frozen or some kind of super mold spore, yeah. right. That, that was lost to time that comes roaring back. Well, Wade, the only way we can stop that from happening is to believe in climate change. And yeah, let trust them, the science and everything will be yeah, fine. Let them take over total control, and we have to have a great reset so the permafrost won't melt. Fuck! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so on that note, I saw that uh, Biden's climate czar was going to be John Kerry, which is... Uh, are you serious? Kind of the lamest establishment pick ever. <laughs> like, I mean, the dude's a Democrat, but he's not. I mean, I don't know. He 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 did he failed to get elected to president. Uh-huh. He's he he's just been kind of like on the periphery for for a long time, and he's he's got connections to all this Ukraine shit and stuff going. On. He's like the swampiest yep. deep stater corporate. Yeah. I'm so. I am not a liberal. And I you don't, don't buy say. into the climate doomsday <laughs> shit yeah. at all because, you know, I, I, I actually trust the real science. But if I was an AOC type or one of the left wing types that are like really bent on that, uh, they're all going to be blind to it because he's not Trump anymore. But that's like the most insulting pick in the world if you thought you were voting for somebody who was going to like take on climate change. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, people don't. They love to dump on fracking because it's like an oil industry, oil and gas. Oh, my God. Fossil fuels bad. Fracking and like natural gas has probably done more to cut carbon emissions than probably most of the green energy stuff combined in just the last 10 years of fracking alone. I would put a stamp on that and say that that's probably pretty darn close to actually true. Really? I didn't know that. Because natural gas burns. It doesn't put anything off. Yeah. True. It's the cleanest thing you can do, and yeah. it's it can readily replace the stuff we have now. So even if you didn't like it, it's a it's a killer transition app, right? I mean, you have to have it somewhere in the mix because wind's not it, solar's not it, batteries aren't there. 
that just that's not happening mm-hmm. so i don't know if you want to be realistic it would be some combination of that and nuclear power yeah huh yeah it's I don't, it, john Kerry, huh well yeah then like <sighs> his national security advisor pick was a is a Russiagate truther. And when I say Russiagate truther, I mean like somebody who thinks that the Michael Steele dossier, uh-huh. the P tape and stuff was true. And that Trump colluded with the Russians. Oh, I mean, he was boy. one of those guys. Oh, wow. So like, Ugh. I mean, we, we know that that was legally proven to not be factual at all. Even what ended up getting Trump impeached in the house didn't actually end up having anything to do with Russia stuff. It had to do with, uh, I think abuse of power and stuff like that because he wouldn't yeah. answer Mueller's. It was something else. It wasn't Russia stuff. And <clears throat> lefties just are ignorant of uh, ignorant of that, or you know, it just baffles me. Well, you could argue that that's their conspiracy. <laughs> it is their conspiracy. Well, and and so the dangerous thing they may have set off is, as far as like you know, Sidney Powell and the Kraken. Uh-huh. You know they did. Did they really unleash a Kraken on all of us in the sense that, like, they went to this length against Donald Trump that now the equivalent intelligence level of people on the right is doing the same thing back to him, you know? And it's just going to. Is this how gonna it's going to be? One, we're going to keep one up in it yeah. every, every election now. This is the new thing permanent, permanent state of, of executive investigations and yeah. outrage and. Well, one, well, Republicans, if they, if if they do want to go down that path, they're gonna have to. Uh, I think they're probably grow some balls, and yeah. uh, not saying I think we should do this every election, but they've got a. I feel like, you know, they they think that a lot of Republicans are. You know, you've got to do the right thing, and 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 I get that, but at the same time, you got sometimes you got to fight dirty. You know, yeah, you you just. It just, if you don't ever fight dirty, you're not going to ever win. Right. And I'm not saying I want Republicans to be corrupt, and we, God knows there's plenty of corrupt Republicans out there, but I feel like the left has done very well about uh, playing dirty as shit and getting, Absolutely. getting their way. And, and they know how to appeal to Emotion? kind of the common masses in, across the board. So one mm-hmm. thing that comes to my mind is, so the whisper now is that if Joe Biden, you know, when he takes office, he's going to try to erase the first so many thousand dollars of everybody's student loan debt that he can do without having to get Congress to sign off. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, Republicans talk about student loan debt, for example, and they say, well, you know, technically the problem is the Department of Education got involved with all these colleges. And so now there's an incentive to just get more people in school. And so you know, blah, 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 blah. There's all these loans that shouldn't be out there that are guaranteed. And there's all these degrees that aren't worth it. They can't pay it back. And that's all correct. But the problem right now is there's been an entire generation of Americans who got brought up in a culture that viewed that as some kind of panacea that it ended up not being. Uh Now, the issues that the Republicans identify need to be addressed and they need to be addressed really seriously because that's the long-term fix. But in the short term, if one side is telling the masses, hey, we're going to forgive your shit, the Republicans aren't going to have any support to get their long-term goal because they lost everybody in the middle. You know, they're, they're constantly getting the rug pulled out from under them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like if you've been in the living room and your kid does something bad and it ticks off one of the parents, 
but then the other one is like the savior, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of Republicans, Democrats, oh, yeah. right? There's a time and a place for both of those things, maybe, but uh, the one who's always trying to appeal to the kid's emotion of being upset or the emotion of being wronged is going to win, you know, eight times out of 10. Mm, yeah. And if Republicans can't win that game, sometimes i'm not i don't they don't have to play that game all the time but there's certain things i think they should just fucking do it like i mean come on man our generation <clears throat> i'm talking to a guy at work about this you know you always hear about the greatest generation but it's like you know ours kind of the oh i think we're technically millennials but we could yeah. almost be broken out into a subgroup called centennials right because we're like the last analog childhood of the late 80s and the 90s you know before cell phones and before fast yeah. internet and stuff like that i heard we we're called Zenials. and uh do what? Oh, I said I, I, I've read we're called Zennials. It's Millennials, sure. but an yeah. X on the yeah, anyway. <laughs> Gen X and Millennial. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, our whole life has been World Trade Center bombing one, you know, in 93. Uh, L.A. shit. Uh, Bill Clinton getting impeached. Uh-huh. You know, 9-11, the Iraq War, financial crash 2006, you know, and then another one. And, and just all of this stuff yeah. piled into it. And the longest you know, war there, there hasn't been something like as singular as World War II, but the entire world has been at war this entire time. It's, it's just been a different kind of thing. Economy is right. not the same. I mean, they were even like statistically just saying how many people in our age group, you know, don't own a house or don't have kids. And there's cultural issues there that are not necessarily the fault of the state in some ways, I guess. But uh, I just, how do you dig people out of that? And so, if our generation has seen the Bush bailouts, the Obama bailouts, the Trump coronavirus bailouts, and it's just, oh, cool. So all the rich guys keep getting bailed out, but we're just perpetually fucked, yeah. you know, just over and over and over again. Like, I would just think strategically, I'm not saying this is like the fiscally responsible thing to do, but strategically, that last coronavirus bailout would have amounted to something like $60,000 per person if they'd have given that directly to people instead of to entities. Yeah. And so uh, what would you do with 60 grand, right? Well, I know for me, it would be, I would pay off all my minor debt, oh, absolutely. which then, then frees up more cash flow for me to either be more secure on my own to where I'm not at risk of like, you know, losing something or whatever, or I just have more cash to go spend and get new debt, which in turn helps out, you know, the, the place building cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if I pay off my credit card, right? That helps the credit card company because now they're more solvent. So now they can go chase somebody else or whatever they do. Uh And uh, I know that doesn't really jive with the whole concept of trickle down, but if they're they're never going to play that game, then they're never going to win the people that they need to be winning. Yeah. No, well, it all plays on emotions. Like you said, I mean, Democrats do that very well. And you know, like the the parent, that was a great analogy. I mean, I understand why people are Democrats, I guess, uh, to a certain extent, because no matter what, like, we'll just use the mask thing, just that one instance. And it's, you know, it's always about emotion. Like, well, you don't care about other people. Well, no, it's I do care about other people, but I'm thinking deeper into it about the freedom issue, you know. But just on the surface, it's always just something simple, you know, and it's always the emotional yeah. tag. And it's with everything, you know, it's, you know, abortion. Well, you don't care about women's rights. Well, no, I do care about women's rights. I'm 
a huge proponent. I think all women should be successful and have a voice, but I also care about unborn children, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I don't know. I was going to go down. Well, path, so for me, yeah. I'm, I, uh, usually pretty libertarian and I run into that a lot because you see it a lot more on the left anymore. And it's funny because a lot of people on the left will act like the left is some big tent because they have the alphabet group in there, but they're very much like the dual thinkers, like even more so than like, they're not, that there's not people on the right that are like that, but I think there's fewer of them where, because I don't agree with you, you automatically must put me in this box. And it's mm. like, well, no, I mean, I hate that too. Both of these things suck. My whole point is that this sucks. Let's do something else. Yeah. But they can't grasp that. And if, if they run into that, they just, they disengage. It's like, it violates the, you know, their little sheet that they have to read off of. And so they just ignore and, and go to something else. Yeah. Yeah. So many times I've gotten into arguments and I have friends that are very Democrat and, uh, it's so every time I disagree with him on something, well, you're a Trump supporter. It always goes back to this. No matter what, the default is you're a Trump supporter. It's like I'm not actually, you know, didn't even vote for him in 2016. So it's funny, like, quit putting me in that fucking box. Like, guess what? You yeah, can have. That's different... the crazy thing with the left too is they they can't stop and realize that. So you're saying that I'm Mr. Trump supporter, and it's you're not going to stop and think, okay, so what did your team do to put me into that box that I wasn't in before? You don't think there's anything worthy of introspection there? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <clears throat> you, you mentioned team. I, I love that team. Cause it's always, I don't, I don't get and Republicans the same way. They get, they say, annoy the fuck out of me. no matter what, Someone, a leader of their team, their team captain, their their president, their whatever, like they'll, they'll do something terrible, and you know, left or right, I always find a way to justify it. And I think it's because we're just people are tribes. People are, you know, they want to belong to a tribe. You want to belong to something. Yeah. And you know, it's they, people find a way to justify no matter what happens that their team does. You know, it's the war. You know, Trump wants to pull. You know, he says he does. You know, I said he wanted to pull troops out. Okay, cool. Now leftists are and Democrats are, you know, finding ways to justify why war is good. What? Like that's right. never been a stance you guys have ever. It's always been yeah. the exact opposite. And all of a sudden, they're supposed to be the anti-war guys. Yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden, because Trump said this, so your leaders have got to go against everything he does, no matter what. Instead of just saying, actually, that's a good point. We should agree with him on that. Instead, you're going to say, hey. We, you know, we, we got to disagree with them. Now, all of a sudden, they're pro-war, and they believe we should be the world's police. So every fucking Democrat out there is going to say, yeah, we should still, we shouldn't pull. Like, what? What? And then you got Republicans because, you know, because Trump said, you know, we, we, we've got to pull troops out. And I know a ton of Republicans. I've gotten arguments because they think we should be the world police. Well, now, all of a sudden, they're anti-war just because Trump said it. It's like Jesus Christ. Have you guys not have think for yourself ever? No. But no. <laughs> I think we're at a point where most people fall into a box and they're just reactionary. Like they don't know what they think and they don't know what they believe. They're just waiting for somebody that they think they don't like to do something and then they're going to react against that. Mm -hmm. And 
I would actually say that for like the sake of our lifetimes, conservatives are the worst about that. Everything is always just reactionary. That's oh. why there's no spine. That's why you never see conservatives actually do something because they're just waiting on the left to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, the left is starting to get more like that too, where they're waiting on the right to do something just so they can try to do the opposite. Yeah. And I don't know, we're eventually going to get to an even more retarded point. <laughs> that also might not be so bad. Because then maybe things will just stop. Maybe they won't do anything and it'll be great. Be <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, finally, you guys we... are just leaving us alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, heard anything about the Kraken yet? No, I keep kind of popping in to see because uh, they made it sound like it's it's in the process of being, you know, uploaded or yeah. e-filed or whatever it is that they do. But I haven't seen anything for sure yet. It's, she's she's definitely doing it though because she's commented since then and said it's it's in the process of happening. So what? So we'll we'll see what it is. I mean, I my thing is like, so I watched Giuliani's little. Oh, it wasn't really even a hearing technically because it was just the Republicans from the Pennsylvania legislature met him. Uh huh. Which that's not insignificant because the Republicans of that legislature control that legislature and could absolutely appoint electors that they want and go against what the current vote in Pennsylvania says that's not a, this is not a small trivial thing. And, uh, the case he made, I mean, you can't dismiss it and people on the left are going to say, Oh, it's crap. It's all whatever. But it's like, you guys have never looked at it. You're just repeating what you saw on CNN. I mean, they can, they can literally show you where like lots and lots of these votes are like heavily suspect. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that a person might not have even casted them. It's that we have some major problems with our system, and this time was worse than maybe any time ever before. And that's worthy of discussion, and it's worthy of examination, period. And if it changes or doesn't change how the Trump stuff goes, that's fine. You can still be on Team Biden or Team Trump, but to say that there's nothing there that's worthy of looking at is just pure ignorance, like to, to the fullest form. And one... One thing that they can say factually that is the most mind-boggling is Pennsylvania sent out 1.8 million mail-in ballots, right? Fine. They counted 2.5. Yeah. So what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, that alone, even if they looked at this, oh, these were all fine. Okay, well, how did they get there? Where's the explanation? Yeah. Where, and yeah. So you look and you see that when they tried to bring this to court a couple of days ago, the judge never even looked at the evidence. He just said, oh, this is crazy. It's out. And his excuse was, you know, he's not going to disenfranchise, you know, that number of voters. But the thing is, prove that these were voters because we're talking about half a million ballots that yeah. the state of Pennsylvania never sent out. And then when you hear the legislature get involved, knowing that there was going to like, so these Republican legislatures caught a lot of grief because the argument was, well, everybody knew this was coming, so why weren't these states prepared? You know, technically, Republicans control it, so why'd they fuck up so bad? Well, you find out that in Pennsylvania, they actually wanted to put a barcode on all the ballots so that when one got sent out, it got recorded that a ballot got sent out. Mm-hmm. Not who's on the ballot or whatever, just that this ballot was mailed out. Yeah. And then presumably when it comes back in, it can be scanned as coming in. So they know that, okay, we sent this one out. We got this one back. Yeah. It didn't happen. Governor, governor struck it down dead on arrival. 
And uh, there's a lot of little things that happen like that, even down to the having to use Dominion machines and stuff that came from the governor, which, by the way, he's one of these lefty governors that's coronavirus crazy that sent a bunch of old folks to the nursing home, but pulled uh, his mom out. I just, it's interesting. And yeah. Did he really pull his mom out? Yeah. I didn't, I did not know that. Fam- famously pulled his mom out of a nursing home before wow. making everybody else go. Yeah. At the time, there was a lot of talk about having a investigation on that and there might still be one. I don't know, but it, if that doesn't tell people not, not to like, steer this off in a direction no, real go quick, ahead. but but if that does not tell people that something is fucking wrong and how obviously none of those other old people which you know just play on the leftist emotion your sure. own governor did not care about your grandpa and grandma but he cared oh, about his own mother you know that is how in the fuck and you know you're that seeing hap- that in New York with Cuomo, yep, the yep. old folks' home stuff, and you're also seeing the oh, I'm having my family over to his place for Thanksgiving, but nobody else can, and you can't have more than like you know six people or ten people, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, California, where you know you can't go out, you got to do this, that, and the other, and you know the governor's out with buddies. He had a big birthday party at somebody's house with a bunch of people, no masks, and then he got caught at some fancy restaurant with a bunch of elite rich people, no masks, no nothing. Yeah, and he just laughs it off. Oh, it was just a birthday party. But we can't and, fucking do that. Yeah. And then even in like Colorado, the new one today is that, hey, nobody can do Thanksgiving and stuff and stay away from your family, folks, as he's like getting on a plane to go fly out of state to go visit his family. It's just yeah. like, can people not see the the reality of the? I mean, that, no, as much I, as everybody wants to talk about Trump as a shitty leader because he can't, you know, get off Twitter for five minutes. I mean, leadership in this situation would be if you were sincere about all this COVID shit and you were really saying, Hey, look, nobody can don't see your family or can't have big gatherings or whatever. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, I'm the governor and I'm going to stay at my house with nobody, but my wife. Yeah. And I'm going to zoom my parents and I'm going to do it publicly. And then if other people want to zoom in on my Thanksgiving, go for it. We'll have a big old zoom party or, or whatever it is. You know, yeah. that would be leadership. Like, Hey, this is shitty. I'm going to try to make the best of a shitty situation with you. Right. But no, no, not, it, at all. It's, not, not even an attempt. You know, they're just openly not doing it. No, and it just that. And I, that's the fucking problem with leadership. And that goes with just any kind of leadership. And this has always irritated me, just even the job that I do, because I'm a leader in the job that I do. And I've seen so many fucking other managers and stuff. They do. I I can't stand the do as I say, not as I do attitude. That's not fucking leadership. That's not a good leadership quality. If you're going to do something or you're going to say something, you better damn well do it and back it up. And I cannot believe that people are like, oh, it's okay. The king said it's okay. You know, back when, this is old, but when Pelosi went to that fucking uh, hair salon, you know, back in the summer. And yeah. out and about, hair salon's supposed to be closed and locked down, no mask. And then, oh, it wasn't a big deal. And leftists are like finding a way to justify. How the fuck can you people actually sit here and find a way to justify they're saying everything you can't do, and then they're doing the exact opposite. It's okay for them to do it, but not for you. Well, then be a fucking peasant and leave me alone. I, I, God, that fucking irritates me. Anywho. So, uh, to kind of veer off topic <laughs> No, it's all good, yeah. I don't know if you check your, your text. We got a text. I think you were on there. We got a text. Oh, yeah. I so, you know, the whole, you know the whole Trump conspiracy about the uh the last president book that was written in like the early 1900s and you know baron trump is a time traveler and trump is the last president yeah that whole deal so yeah apparently 
There is a book the written f- by a Sydney Powell. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I've got it up on Amazon right now. Let me find the year. Find out this is a real book. <laughs> it's on Amazon. So, I mean, there's that. I don't know. Anyway, old ass book, Sydney Powell. It's called Towards the Great Awakening. So, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy because the whole, you know, the Great Reset versus QAnon and the Great Awakening and. So Sydney Powell's the lawyer with the Kraken, and hey, for the listeners, if they don't know, you want to explain that what the what the Baron Trump shit is. Uh, oh, so I'm gonna butcher it because it's been a hot minute since I jumped yeah, into that. Same rabbit here. Hole, that's but, why I ask you to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the late 1800s, a guy wrote a book, and it was called uh, Oh hell, let me the let last me just president. Pull it up and it'd be easier. One of them is called the last president. I know that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the first one or the second one. I think that's the but second it's one. it's basically this boy who. Time travels, and the boy's name is Baron. Yeah. And uh, the last name of the president, I think, is Trump. Or There's a Trump character in there. And it's just the names Hit. and kind of the setup of all the stuff going on, and the time travel stuff is, like, really freaking weird. And then I remember in the story, there's lots of little crazy things, like, you know, the name of his uncle or this thing that happens that are just like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many videos on YouTube and stuff about it, but yeah, that one's that one's exploded for sure. Oh fuck! I'm trying to see if yeah. they list when this Sydney Powell book was published. It says it's really old and has like imperfections and stuff. Oh. It was published in like 2000. This is a it's an edition of it. It's published in 2005, and it's not by lawyer Sydney Powell. It's you know some well, uh, old, old Sydney Powell. So the the original the first book was called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, and then the second book by the author was called The Last President, and that was by oh, shit I can't even read the fucking Charles Howard Johnson. No, that's illustrated. My bad. Oh, Ingersoll Lockwood. Maybe that's the guy's name. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, it's it's very strange. I mean, I just remember it was. I think his grandpa or something in the, in the book was was Don, I, it might have been Donald Trump. It was very it's there's a lot of weird fucking coincidences. Right. And, and then that book that our friend just told us about toward the great awakening by Sidney Powell. It's fucking uncanny, isn't it? Do you have any idea what Sidney Powell's middle name is? This I do not. Sidney we're going to look this up. <laughs> Sydney Powell lawyer. I'm gonna see if I can maybe at a Wikipedia or something. Here we go. Sydney. Oh, her name's middle name's Catherine. It. The reason I asked because the author of that book was Sydney W. Powell. I was like, how fucking crazy would that be? If yeah. The middle name is the same. I mean, that's super still fucking crazy. That's still wildly weird. Hmm. You know, so tie that into aliens. There is actually quite a few people and some stuff to think that the aliens aren't really aliens. They're just human time travelers. Oh. And so here we would be with all this like time travel shit. And uh, yeah. Makes sense. That's... We have a uh, time traveler Trump and time traveler Sidney Powell yep. ushering in the Great Awakening and he's the last president. Uh-huh. You know, we talk about aliens and it... God, I knew it was going to be that, but it was such a letdown. That monolith that was in Utah. That Oh, just some stainless steel riveted yeah. in there? Yeah. 
But man, I was like, I first saw that and was like, what the fuck is this cool thing? Like, it's happening. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And then there's that. I think I sent it to you guys. It was that. I follow this uh, Diesel Dave. He's a he builds um fuck Diesel Brother. That's the name of the TV show. They guy have. that went out there and looked at it. Yeah, he he he's a big big guy in the diesel community. Years ago, he started. He has a diesel shop. Um, I can't remember the name of the place. Anyways, but it's he's the owner. Him and another guy, and they uh they live out there. And he has his own helicopter now because he's he rich as shit now. He flew out there after it was in the news and. It was just somebody. I mean, somebody did a really good job. It was all riveted, and there was structure in there, and they yeah, like actually sawed the rock out. And yeah, they put it in there. Like, wow, I, I probably concrete. I mean, they silicone around the where the rock and the stainless steel met, and it was just in the area. It was like just perfect. It's like, well, that's that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I was. I hope it's like really good stainless steel too. You know, not like some yeah. cheap. Yeah, you like, know, I any, so. We toss this out there real quick. Why? If it was aliens, would it have had to have been like a solid piece of unobtainium stuck in the ground? That's like, true. If the aliens are traveling through space, we know that like spacecraft, you know, weight, supplies, just the physical amount of space. So like if you're going to just come set up some basic monument marker that doesn't do anything on a strange planet that you may or may not come back to, mm-hmm. are you going to spend all this spacecraft capacity to carry some giant heavy ass thing? Or would it just be three flat pieces of a durable, cheap, inexpensive metal that yeah. you plop in the ground and say, "Here it is." Yeah. What's that? Well, there or some structure, some frame. But I mean, yeah. It, so what you're trying to tell me is it still could be aliens? Totally. Why not? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, one thing that that baffles me too is they're always like, "Well, if the aliens were really here, why would they never land? You know, why do they just buzz around and then leave?" It's like, well, I mean, what we know from our own space travel is that landing is incredibly hard even just flying an airplane mm-hmm. the two most dangerous times is it take off and it's at landing as yeah. long as you're just buzzing around right the computers can work wonders but as soon as you get where there's less margin for air that's when stuff goes crazy yeah so i mean if you flew 50 light years across the universe to come to place and check stuff out i mean it's a long way from home and a lot of success are you going to risk it all to just to go pee off the top of a mountain and then go home. You know what I mean? Like at some point that just becomes like the drunk bro challenge. And like the adults are just like, no, we don't get out of this because their air is (laughs) shitty and monkeys might see you and whatever else, you know, you know, how do we know if there is aliens or not? They're just like us. They're people. They're regular humans. Um, well, you know, ish, they're not green men, you know, they just are way, way more technologically advanced than we are. I mean, it makes sense. I think at one time, oh, I think I might butcher that, but I think it was like 15 or 10, 10 different species of human on Earth. Sure. Um, Homo sapien obviously killed everything off, but, you know, there was Neanderthal and there was Gigantopithecus, or I think that's one. I think that was like, yeah. that's, I think, I think that's what I think Bigfoot was. There's a, there was a, yeah, a bunch. I, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that. So, yeah, at one time there was a bunch of different, species of humans but we we killed them all so what is that i mean you know there might be another species of humans all the way across the universe they don't have they don't have to be aliens like you see from the movie alien or like little green men you know or they could be exactly you know it could be exactly like star wars and you know there's people with fucking 
long dicks hanging from their head. And little... So I'm going to text you something that you'll have to watch in your spare time and we can talk about it maybe in another episode because there's a bunch of videos mm-hmm. and it's going to, your mind is just going to. Good deal. So it's called a uh, spirit science. Okay. You know, we were kind of texting about like psychedelics and stuff earlier. Oh yeah, dude, watch this shit. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, like those hippie girls, they're all into like crystals and stuff. Yeah. This is like that on steroids and they have like an origin story and stuff too. And it's, I'm going to butcher this, but it's basically like some of humanity came from Mars and that was like all the really mean white people. <laughs> and then <laughs> of course <laughs> they came down here uh-huh. and, and upset garden of Eden, whatever. And there's like this big fallout and like modern humans are like struggling with like the half of them that's bad. And it just, it's, it's, it's really wild shit. You know, that's, that's something I've always thought of. But a like, lot of effort went into the to the animation and stuff. Really? But, yeah. The so you you said like humans, well, half of humans came from Mars or whatever the hell you just said. But sure. I mean that you know I've always thought about this like billions of years ago. All right, so we know the sun <laughs> is getting weaker, you know, over time. And it's going to be a billion years or so before I don't know, or longer before it even is too I guess not strong enough for Earth, because there will become a time, you know. So. A few billion years ago, was the sun like stronger and Earth was actually too hot to live on? And it wasn't yeah. within the habitable zone, but Mars was. And there is sure. a reason why Mars is now well, not habitable. So the, pro- the problem with so in the spirit science world, it's that Mars fell into war and got the shit nuked out of it. Okay. But, uh, in like real life, the main theory with Mars is that Mars is a planet basically died. So mm-hmm. the core stopped spinning or it cooled down or whatever. And so Mars lost its magnetic field. The magnetic field is what keeps the solar wind and the solar rays from the sun from just blasting all the atmosphere off the planet. So Mars, once it lost its magnetic field, then it started to lose its atmosphere and then the water goes away and then, you know, the planet just becomes a giant desert. Yeah. So all of the terraforming ideas on Mars center around either putting like a giant shield in between Mars and the sun to kind of deflect the solar wind or like nuking the shit out of the core to try to like, you know, restart it. But Mars is in the habitable zone. You know, if it had an atmosphere, it would have water and it would be warm and it would be livable. It's just that those conditions don't exist because of the atmosphere situation. But there is actually, you can Google this. Uh, So what they do is they put people into uh, like sensory deprivation tanks mm-hmm. and with uh, Aryan people or, you know, white people that are, you know, not mixed in any way, yeah. their circadian rhythm, you know, cause it, if, like when they tell you to go camping, like for two or three days, sleep under the sun or under the stars outside or whatever. And it, you know, your circadian rhythms resets and they tell people that have trouble sleeping to, you know, do that, take a break and go outside. Yeah. Well, apparently in like, you know, super white people, uh, your circadian rhythm, when it resets, it's a basically uh, 24 hours and 40 minutes, which is the rotational period of Mars, not Earth. That's weird. Yes. And so that would be <laughs> oh. kind of the ammo to the thinking of, yeah. did one group of humanity actually come as like refugees from a dying planet for whatever reason? If Spirit science would say something to that effect. If but that there is are, the there case, there are a lot of people out there who think that. 
Well, no, I yeah, I bet. At least I mean, five of them. It's, <laughs> and I'll definitely go watch it, because that, that's interesting. I like hearing about that kind of stuff. But let's say that that did happen. What the fuck happened to the technology that got those people here? Well, so I I would, you know, have you ever seen the movie District 9? Uh, yeah. That's the, so uh, that, yeah. The, the people that were on the spaceship that survived were just the average Joe Blow refugee, right? They were just the people... Everybody on the lifeboats, the Titanic is sinking, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got the lifeboat of just normal people on vacation, right? You didn't get the engineers and the scientists and the people that understood stuff. You just got Joe Blow worker guy. Well, no, I, I get that. I'm talking about like if they came from Mars, it had to be on some sort of spaceship, even if it was as crude as what we have for spaceships now, but thousands of years ago, you know, like there had to be something that got them here, that technology. So whatever happened yeah. to that, I mean, did, and you know, we could go down the road of, you know, the, the, the Egyptians and the Incans and, you know, the mines and whatever they all, yeah. they all saw stuff from the stars. You know, they have cave drawings and, you know, all kinds of crap about that. So that could be true, but what the fuck happened to their spaceships? Or are they just buried underground somewhere and like a thousand years, we're going to dig up some spaceship that came here. Yeah, could be that. I mean, if you follow like even some of like the Bob Lazar stuff, and this is we're just kind of yeah mashing shit together. Oh now. fuck it, yeah, we are. Like he, it. he claims like the government has like nine of them in a bunker somewhere. Yeah, maybe they exist. You oh know, god, maybe maybe they're locked up and they've been trading hands forever. You know uh, what? Uh, that would be the craziest shit. Let's say we'll entertain the idea, and let's say that is all true. What would that actually do? What if, what if people did come from fucking Mars? What would that do to everybody on Earth? Like that's well, an interesting thought. I just mean, thinking about it now, in the context <laughs> of all the all the racial stuff going on now, and uh-huh. just regardless of getting into any of that in a political standpoint, how crazy would it be for you know, like let's say they dug up a you know a library on Mars, and it was like, yep, everybody who's white with blonde or red hair definitely came from Mars, not from Earth <laughs> at all. And so Elon Musk and everybody was like, well. It's time for us all to leave Earth. <laughs> We're going ya. back. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, these cocksuckers just came here and like <laughs> destroyed. You know, started all these empires and like all this terrible shit. Then they just fucking bailed. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it wouldn't all be bad. I mean, you know, no Western civilization, but whatever. <laughs> That's interesting. But you know, but that would that would be the setup for the Star Trek future because all great sci-fi movies you end up having like warring factions of humans, you know, so we just uh-huh. get right back to where spirit science started with, you know, the big war between Mars and Earth. Yeah. Oh, did you see that there's a Netflix movie called uh I think it was called Extinction, but it had a I can't remember the guy's name. Uh uh Anyway, movie starts and these people are on Earth uh-huh. and something's going on. And then they see like these aliens invade and they're all trying to hide and escape from the aliens. Well, the twist at the end is that the people that are on Earth are robots. And the aliens were actually people in weird looking spacesuits that were living on Mars because the robots drove them off of Earth and the people were trying to take Earth back. Sorry, I was reading about extinction. Just say that again. <laughs> I do apologize. Is that the movie? Yeah. Is it called Extinction? Yeah, it's called Extinction. Uh, I can't. What's this guy's name? Uh, Michael Mexican Pe- guy. Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. He's uh. Sound right. Can you see this? The Christmas Chronicles Two. It's a good movie. Oh shit! 
Oh shit, that's Christmas Chronicles <laughs> 2. I didn't know they made a second one. I know, I would have to watch it. The first one's actually pretty good. One of the better Christmas movies. We watched that the other day. Oh yeah, uh Christmas Chronicles 1. I watched it last year. Um and uh Kurt Russell's in it. I was actually a pretty yeah. good here. Can you see that guy? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that's a good one. You'll like it. So, it, I was reading when you said that, but... It, what'd you say again? There was robots on Earth, and they drove people... So, Michael Pena's character, and this uh-huh. is going to spoil the show for you, he's a robot. Okay. Actually, so, when the don't movie say starts, anymore. you're seeing like people on Earth, and yeah. you'll kind of realize that something's not quite right, but you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. And then when the aliens come, and the helicopter's like shooting everybody and chasing people through the halls... You think aliens because they're in like these really weird looking spacesuit kind of. You don't know that they're spacesuits. You think they're just aliens. Yeah. Uh, but as it goes on, and one of them gets hurt, and the robot guy's like trying to help him for whatever reason, uh, you realize that it's it's a human, and uh, the humans are on Mars, and they're trying to take back their home world because the robots kicked them off because the robots got intelligent, and that's part of the thing with the Michael Pena character is I think he's actually like the first one, one of the first ones that like developed a conscience, which is why he stopped and helped the earth guy. Oh, I got you. It's, it's kind of a riff on the AI thing, humans versus technology. And how do we hash it out? Should we say spoiler alert? (laughs) Uh, It's it's been out for years now. It's been out for a couple of years. I was joking. (laughs) You already told about the movie anyway, but no, I'll I'll go watch it. I actually don't mind. It's it's well done. You'll like it. I'm weird. So, you know, a lot of people, they get they get upset when you spoil it like a movie or a book or something for them. Like me. Oh, you, I love it, man. I'm all about like Star Wars spoilers. Yeah. You Give me could, that shit. You could tell me. Yeah. And, and I'll just go watch it. I'll still enjoy it. Yeah. It doesn't ruin it for me because I'm like, I'm, I enjoy the, if it's well done, it doesn't matter because yeah. you're still going to see the story and be like, wow, this is really cool and well done. Yeah. That's never bothered me ever in my life. Hey, give me like two minutes. I got to go pee real quick. Okay. Okay. Anyway, man, I'm drinking this uh, this water that's really making me pee. Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. I didn't have much. I bought a bunch of beer for tomorrow. I didn't want to crack open, you know, get it. Then I'll be like, oh, fuck, I gotta go buy more beer. So I just, it's what I had opened in the fridge. I was like, ah, I'll just drink Bud Light. It's So I need to go buy some stuff tomorrow, I guess, before we start going to people's houses. But I went to get some ammo today. Because yeah. we're going to do a little bit of shooting tomorrow. Mm. And, uh, man, like, I, so things have gotten really expensive online. Mm-hmm. And it's finally gotten to where it's getting really expensive in store, too. Really? Like, uh, even even the 5.56 was, like, five bucks more a box than usual. And the uh, blackout is more than a dollar a round. Even, even 9 millimeter has, has gone way up. And it was just, it was just crazy. They had lots of it. But there was lots of people there too. They actually, I was gonna say, I didn't realize they would have five, five, six even in stock. Where'd you go? Uh, well, so if you go to that, uh, the Rainier Arms, they've okay. they're really good about keeping stuff, and I like it a lot. That where, place, where, it's oh. it's a bit of a drive for me because it's you know other into town. But where's it at? I've never uh, even been there before. It's by Cabela's. North oh, okay. Cabela's. It used to be Thunderbird Tactical. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that they. It's okay. It's it's way better than it was when it was Thunderbird. They've they've got there's more stuff there. It's all 
you know, I don't even want to say that it's, I mean, it's higher end stuff, but there's, there's plenty of stuff there. That's not like, you know, yeah. super duper name brand and they've always got ammo and it's not like Gucci ammo. It's just, you know, normal PMC whatever. So I got, I got quite a bit with ammo, but at the same time you can never have too much, you know? And that's kind of where I'm at. I've got, I've got more than I could carry. Yeah. You know, like I've got mags loaded up and stuff and yeah, like, let's say that it was going to be legit, like shit hits the fan, aliens falling out of the sky. We got to get out of here. Like I have more than I could carry accounting for all the other stuff I'd have to take. Yeah. Well, but th- once you start shooting it, like, oh shit. Yeah. It's gone that's real the thing. Fast. It's like, you know, you can go, you can go buy a hundred, hundred rounds of ammo and you know, that's three mags. That's nothing. Yeah. I mean, you it's know, nothing. yeah, and it pop, 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 you can shoot through that fast. And I've done it too many times. But, you know, I, I always want a lot. And, you know, even the more I can carry, I got some ammo boxes and I'll load them fuckers up and throw them in the truck. And, yeah. then, you know, I guess if there comes a time when if there is a civil war and we have to boog out and, we, you know, I don't know. We'll probably use it more conservatively then, I guess. I'm not going to just blast sure. through 30 rounds, but at the same time, you know, it we will get So used. I thought about that. And so I bought, uh, you know, because I never, growing up, I always just used my dad. You know, he's had a 22 and my brother has one, but mm-hmm. I'd never went and got one of my own until a year or so ago. And I, I went and got one because they're not expensive. And then once all this like freak out stuff kind of started slowly happening again, I was like, well, the last time 22 ammo was like impossible to find. So I, I, I have thousands of rounds of 22 long rifle. Yeah. Well, and you know, you can carry 500 rounds of that in one pocket in your jeans and, Oh yeah. You know, that'll kill everything short of a deer, you know? Well, if you hit it so, in the head, you can probably, Oh yeah. Kill a deer, oh, yeah right? Even that. And yeah. it's the, the gun weighs nothing. The ammo weighs nothing. And I have shitloads yeah. of it. So if I have, you know, maintenance bullets i need to use it would be with the 22 oh the yeah big stuff big stuff would only come out for you know and that's assuming that the bug is a situation where i can like hunt <laughs> well that and i i have time to like you know grab a couple things and put them in the truck yeah well and i guess if it came down to it you know a 22 would kill somebody i mean yeah I and mean, you gotta play somebody personally in uh the family killed by a 22 oh no kidding yeah, oh wow! No so yeah, I mean it's it's a murdered, bull. murdered even. Oh wow, yeah. I so. mean, oh, and we could go down to you know you can you can die from a pellet rifle if it's the right shot. Sure, you know a PB a BB gun. So you know I think people kind of talk shit on twenty two when it's well, and they don't realize that like when you're shooting a twenty two, especially if it's a semi-auto, you know you pull the trigger ten times, it's going to put ten bullets in the exact same little circle. I mean anybody who's spent any amount of time shooting, I mean yeah. to hit something the size of your fist with the 22 25 times in two minutes is takes no effort at all. No. So, you know, if you're going to get shot by a 22, unless it's an accident, you're not getting shot once you're going to get shot. You know, right. There's even a lot of people that say like for, for women, even that carrying like a, or just somebody smaller frame, you know, carrying a 22, it's better to put 10 rounds on target than to shoot 10 times and like hit him in the left arm once, you know, whereas if the 22 is going to let you put, 10 of them where they need to go, then maybe that's what you're better off with. Yeah. You know, I got a little, I want to buy a rifle. I have a little, I have a little, uh, revolver 22, but that's it. Yeah. I have wanted to buy a rifle, little, you know, semi-automatic 22. 
I've wanted to get one forever, just never have yet. Um, and then my wife has a little Walther uh, P22, little, you know, semi yeah. little pistol. It's actually fun to shoot. It's very tiny, but yeah. it feels good in the hand, and it's super light, and you can pop off 10 rounds. I think it holds like 15 because it's so small. I don't remember. Yeah. But my little six-shooter, I mean, it's it's just fun. And you can shoot it like a cowboy, you know, where you can, like, pull the hammer back and, like, pop, 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 pop. That's it, it makes you feel like you should be hanging out with John Wayne. Yeah. Is it one of those uh, Rugers? Uh, no, it's the Henry or whatever. It was $100. It was cheaper than shit. Sure. So, you know. Yeah, those are always a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I mean, figured it was. A, I was in Ga- Gander Mountain before they closed down. And, uh, right. you know, I walked by and it was 100 bucks, And I was like, that's really cheap. I'm just gonna buy. Have that. you have you been to it since it's been uh, Gander Outdoors? Uh, a couple times, yeah. It's not a bad store. I feel like they did a no, better it's, job. It's not... it's not that all that flair, you know. Um, right. Well, that's what drove the last Gander out of business is because they were trying really, really hard to be like Cabela's, but it yeah. just wasn't a destination, and it was in a really shitty location. Yeah. And this one's like you know a lot less clothes and more like stuff you might want and, plus yeah. the RV stuff. So yeah. Well, and Cabela's is kind of. Like you just said, a destination because Bass yeah, Pro's the yeah. same way. You know, like you go out and you go to town, like you know, go to Kansas City. Well, what do I? I always stop at Bass Pro or Cabela's, I guess, up there. You know, if I go to Missouri, you know, like I, I stop at Bass Pro. Why? Because it's there and it's kind of a cool place. You know, it's it's a destination. You know, right. no no one's coming to Gander Mountain to go to Gander Mountain. I mean, right. Any uh, updates on Kraken? No Kraken updates, man. Just looking. So that just That's probably just another one of those trust the plan wait another so, day something came up almost I just probably be another one of those I can't that that irritates me like I, I don't know if people are still like blindly following this and I want to believe it's so bad like I've said about Q before I want to believe that shit's so bad I want to think we have people on the inside and we have patriots out there and where there are people that are are fighting for our freedoms and, you know, our, our liberty and, you know, to be the America that we're supposed to be. But they're always like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to release all this information uh, in a week. And, you know, then, then like a week rolls around and it's like, we're going to do it. We promise, you know, it's yeah. just, it's coming. And then like a couple days later, yeah, it, it, it's still coming. I know we said we're getting, and then it kind of fizzles out and just goes away. What was the last thing they did? It was something with Biden. What they do give you is they give you like one tiny little bullshit story that nobody even cares about. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the uh, Osama bin Laden bullshit? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the parrot guy. Well, yeah. That was yep. like fucking all the rage for about two weeks. And yeah. then it just fizzled out and no one's even said anything else about it. You know, nope. it was all it was all made up. And it's like, okay, so then I want to. Because my mind always wants to go like, who's doing this? So then I think deep state psyop. You know they're yeah. they're just like all right, come, they're going to come up with a story. We know we're going to build get, you up, tear you down, yeah. crush your enthusiasm, and then we're we're going to do Republicans. What do they want? You know they 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 love hearing this kind of shit. Okay, Osama bin Laden really wasn't killed by blah 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 blah, and they they get this guy to act this all this shit out and come up with all this stuff and then. Two weeks later, they figure something else out, and people are like it's coming, it's coming, you know. And then they're so we're not focused on, I don't know. Maybe we're trying to be. That makes maybe why 
Republicans are more reactionary instead of being proactive because they're just waiting for something like that to come out when something never like that is going to come out. Right. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> so did you do anything or read anything or watch anything in the last week that was fun or good? Not really. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I, I watched, I'm not done yet. I decided to go back through all the old Avengers movies because I was that bored. I did get caught up on the Mandalorian and that, uh, I like it. The new season is good. I like good. it a lot. I, Mandalorian is, I, so far, it's the best Star Wars. Uh, uh, the, yeah. the stories are coherent. They're, they're well done. I thought, you know, when they started having like the Mandalorian guy fly around a lot, that it was going to eventually get kind of cheesy, but it's really well done. Like the effects are great. The props mm-hmm. are great. Uh, most of the acting is, is really good. There's been a couple characters that are a little corny for me, but yeah. Uh, as a Star Wars nerd, they're sewing in, like if you've watched any of the cartoons, Rebels or Clone Wars, like the Bo-Katan, the Mandalorian chick with the red hair, uh-huh. she's, she plays a big role in uh, Rebels and the Clone Wars cartoons. I don't know about Clone Wars necessarily, but... Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be my next thing is I'm going to go back from the very beginning and I'm going to watch all the Star Wars in the order they should be, you know? Yeah, you should, because it, it but, sounds like in this season of Mandalorian, they're going to introduce Ahsoka Tano, uh-huh. and she is in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the main characters. I've watched the movies in that order, you know, but I haven't yeah. watched the uh, cartoons. And Yeah, Ahsoka's not in any of the movies. You hear her voice at the very end of Rise of Skywalker, but that's it. Otherwise, she's only in the cartoons. And they're done making movies, right? Well, that's what they say. I mean, yeah, but, you know, you know, it's Star Wars. It can never end. (laughs) They ain't going to let that cash cow sit still for very long. No, hell no. Disney didn't pay that money for, you know, three movies. You know, and and I'm okay with them not, uh, like, Luke Skywalker's gone and all that. Like, I'm a big fan. Well, it's a universe, right? Yeah. Just make me some cool sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. If you can loosely reference some stuff that I'm familiar with, that's cool. Yeah, and 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 Kay, the the war's over. Okay, cool. Is it though? Obviously, it it's though? not yeah. Mandalorian. I mean, there are you know, it, yeah. When do episodes come out? Is the new one out? Uh, Fridays, I think. Mm-hmm. Thursdays or Fridays. Pretty Damn. sure it's Fridays though. So I guess I'm waiting on episode five still. I actually forgot that that came out <laughs> like every week, you know, until the season was over. And uh, I watched the first three episodes. I binged them. And yeah. then I was like, this season's only three episodes long? What the fuck kind of shit is this? Because <laughs> I had to go get Disney Plus again because my yeah. uh, my subscription, I canceled it. And I was really irritated. But then I was like, well, all the other crap. And then I realized, oh, no, it comes out every week. So it all worked out. But what about you? Have you uh, read up on anything new recently? No, Mandalorian alike. I've... <clears throat> Music-wise, I've been kind of getting back into more like hard rock uh-huh. metal stuff lately, which I haven't really done in years, but uh, that's been kind of fun. You know, if you say that, I uh, we got that new car, and it has a year of uh, X, Sirius XM, you know? And uh, Octane, have you ever listened to that radio station? Have you ever mm-hmm. had satellite radio before? Uh, just like the preview <clears throat> channels and like the wife's car. I think my truck might actually have it. I I'll never go through it, though. If you do, you should check it. I mean, it's Channel 37. It's Octane. It's a 
Hard Rock channel. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Um, when I bought my truck, I had a year free, so I listened to it. And I there's a ton of new music, you know, you never hear. And I always like to find new music. I hate, uh, I don't know, just listen to the same shit over and over and over. I listen yeah. to it, but I don't want. I want to hear new stuff. Anyway, so I love that channel because they always had new music and stuff. So then I would get on Apple Music and I would download the song and stuff and check out other stuff from the artists. And uh, now that we bought this car, I've been listening to that. But every time I go drive it, it's uh, it's good stuff, man. So yeah, I, I suggest going in. A, if not, you can go to it's like Big Guns. I think you can just like go to like Google or you know search. Like serious octane big guns, and it's like a, they do like a big guns, you know, big guns, but it's like a countdown of like the top ten new rock songs or whatever. No, I have you know yeah. every every few weeks they'll have like a new new artist on there. It's pretty good. Do you like your Apple Watch? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I do. He <laughs> didn't. I sound just like was thinking about it the other day because yeah. some stuff that I do at work I take it off because I always end up. Yeah. Pushing too hard or something, and my wrist goes. So I don't want to break it. And uh, when I first got it, I liked it because when I was out roaming around, I would go a lot of places just without my phone, like intentionally, mm-hmm. or uh, listen to a book or something from my watch instead of my phone. And I haven't really been doing that much anymore now that I have like the smaller iPhone. It's not a big deal to leave it in my pocket. Yeah. And that, not that I don't like it. I was just kind of like. It's kind of an expensive piece of jewelry that's breakable. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not really getting it. I mean, the summer is different because we go for walks and bike rides a lot more, but yeah. Most I use it for now is a timer. Honestly, it's and funny. Notif- I get notifications on it. Yeah. Obviously. It's funny you say that <clears throat> because I, when I first got an Apple Watch, I did the same thing. You know, I'd leave my phone intentionally so I could. Yeah. Will and I would message from it and stuff like that. And it's funny because I just got a text message. Um, but as time goes on, like I'll feel the notification on my watch, but I'll reach my phone and I'll pull my phone out. Right. <laughs> like I don't read it on my watch. And I used to read it on my watch, and then sometimes I'd reply, but you know, it, it is kind of difficult to reply on right. it. Right. Now, when I was working at the, the place you work, when I worked there and I'd be in meetings, it was perfect because I could like sit down and reply. Not be rude and get my phone out, you know, like yeah. just like right on the screen. So I did use it like crazy back then. Uh, I use it for a watch still, and I use it for timers and the walkie-talkie feature. I'll use that every once in a while, like legit. Like if I just want to say something to my wife real quick and like you know, ask her a question, you know. But I get it. Like oh, when I am exercising, which right now I'm not, I do use it for that too. But <clears throat> yeah. You know, I understand. I don't know. But then I, I tell myself, well, I'm going to keep getting the new ones. So I don't, you know, well, that's kind of where I've been is like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get the new one because I'm kind of like, I like it. I just, yeah, it's enough and it's really too much. And then I was wondering the other day, I was like, well, as I really do do with it anymore is like the timers. And like, if I go lift weights, I like, I like to set a timer, not necessarily a timer, but I like to have a goal for like how long I want to stay out there. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, I could do that with something that's not nearly as breakable and is more rugged. And I'll tell you, know, you I'm what, not so worried about charging up or whatever else, you know. I wouldn't worry about breaking it, honestly, because I when I first got my watch, I was a mechanic at Spirit, and I was doing you know like actual physical labor, and I wore it all day long and never like 
did anything to it. Um, the one time I, my very first Apple Watch, I cracked the screen. Yeah, I broke my first one and I lost the second one in a lake. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. My first one, I was playing softball in the dugout and I had it for a week and I picked it up and I slipped out of my hand. I was, because I took it out of my hand. I was like, well, I shouldn't have an omelet. I'm out here playing. So I laid it on the bench, picked it up, and then it fell down on the concrete and it cracked the screen. But I still, it was on the very top of the screen. So I still had that watch. The entire time, I went on a float trip like a, over a year later and jumped in the water with it all day long. And the f- screen finally like leaked a little bit and it like bled, you know. And but I still yeah. I still have it. I powered it on uh, a few months ago, and about half the screen still works. So I could actually replace the screen and, and the glass on it. I think would be a good watch. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've, I I wear mine daily. Like there's very few times yeah. when I don't have mine on. And I don't ever take it off for anything, so I don't. I don't know. Like, unless you're worried about banging up against something, I guess. How'd you lose yours in a lake? They go. I don't even remember what happened. I just remember I got back in the boat. Oh shit! Where'd it go? (laughs) No, it must have. We were just jumping off of a the dock or something, and they just came loose and off, slipped off, or broke the buckle off or something. Oh damn. No, you know it's funny you're talking about like just technology in general like this. You know the iPhones, like I and I'm. I like Apple because everything works seamlessly together, you know? And Yeah, other than yeah. the damn group name on the damn group chat. Well, yeah. For some reason, yeah, keeps going back. But, <laughs> you know, the 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 basic, you know, they're coming out with the new iPhone that's already out, I think, the iPhone 12 now, you know? Yeah. It's a fucking rebranded iPhone 4. I mean, I don't, I've never, like, been to the store yet, but I've seen the pictures and, like, videos and stuff. And like our phones, which one do you have? What phone do you have? I have the new SE. Okay, so it's is the is the are the sides rounded a little bit? Uh, I don't know if I have it in here or not. I mean, yeah, they're rounded. It's not like a super square or nothing. Okay, so the you remember the iPhone four? How like the sides were squared? You know, and that's the SE. Oh, I guess it's got my <laughs> thing. I can see it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. You know, they, they come out with an iPhone 12. It's like, okay, we went back to square, like square sides. It's like, okay, the camera's no, no different than the eye of the 11 Pro. The camera's no different. Um, yeah, it's a little bit faster processor, you know, a little bit better memory, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all those regular enhancements, you know. But, like, what have you guys actually done that has made the phone cool? Like, right now, there's a, it's called an LG Flip or, like, an LG... Oh, no, it's called an LG Wing. And, you know, you have a phone like this, and then there's, like, a screen, and you flick it, and then it'll go whoop, and you'll have... I have two phones here. It'll do this. You know, you'll have, like, a T. And then you just flat it back down. Like, yeah, okay, I wouldn't buy that phone. But, okay, cool, they're doing something different, you know? Then you have that new uh, Motorola Razor. Have you seen those yet? It's uh that new foldable like OLED display or whatever. So it's like the size of a regular iPhone except right. it it folds in half like a flip phone and it has a screen on the front like you know the old flip phones how your notifications and stuff would pop up who's calling and stuff like that. It that's on the front, but then if you want like a regular sized like phone like this, you flip it open. I was like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, I mean, it's just different, but it's something different besides just this. And then there's another phone, and it's LG. They're calling it, 
they haven't named it yet, but it's gonna be the LG Slide. Dude. Okay, it's like this wide, like a regular iPhone. You like rub your finger on the side, like up and down. And the damn thing has a rollable screen inside of it, and the phone expands and gets wider. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that one I would get. You know, I'm not going away from Apple. They really got to do something different because I, I love having my Mac, my iPad, my phone, my watch, my Apple TV. I can, like, text you guys on my watch. Then I can go to my phone. Then I can go to my iPad. And I can go to my computer. And everything works together, you know. It's cool, but I don't know, because Android has not figured that out yet. No, but, they haven't. I, and I guess that's the one thing. I'm not really looking for a a gimmick or a change. I, their form factor is fine. I don't know yeah. what you would really do to improve on smartphone other than like a big touch screen. Like the only thing would be thinner, lighter, faster kind of yeah. stuff. But as far as the big screen stuff, I mean, I don't know. Kind of like I was saying with the watch, I this is like the smaller size, like the old iPhones are, but it has the yeah. new guts from the 11 in it. So it's fast and everything, but it's fits in my pocket. And, uh, no, screen size yeah. really isn't that big of a deal. I don't miss it. And then I, I actually much prefer the fingerprint thing to face ID anymore. Oh, really? Cause I, I remember having that. It was always like, if I'm in bed, waking up in the morning or sitting on the couch or, even sometimes kicking back at work, it wasn't, wasn't, uh, it does. Yeah. It was just kind of annoying. It wasn't nearly as good or fast or reliable. Or sometimes like if you're driving, you know, not that I ever text and drive or nothing cause that's dangerous, but, uh, <laughs> it's easier to just hold your yeah. finger on it and not have to like stare at it. You know? No, I, I get that. I, that's funny. Cause I, I have still have an iPhone seven plus as a, I use it as a camera. And I was the other day, I just did the finger well, thing. that's the other one. They keep putting all this money into, oh, these cameras are so incredible and all this camera software. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't do that very often. And the cameras have been kind of overkill for me since, you know, eight. So, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really cool with the camera. I love the, the 11 Pro. It's, I don't know. I can, you can take a picture when it's like almost, well, it's almost dark out. And like the cameras will like capture enough light and enhance the picture. To where it does a longer exposure, you know? So mm -hmm. it doesn't even use a flash. It's really wild. Um, I'm kind of a... I don't know. I like the gimmicky technology stuff. I just... I don't know. I, I like Apple's user interface. I think it's... It, they, they've nailed that down. Um, I've had Androids way back a long time ago. And it always annoyed me how there was like 20 ways to do the same thing. Like, no, I don't yeah. need all that. Like, just give me, you know. Yeah, some people are like, oh, you're simple-minded Apple folk. It's like, I want simple, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm great with computers, but I don't need, you know, a hundred different ways to add a fucking widget to the home screen. It just annoyed me that yeah. that, that was a thing. And, yeah, you could customize Androids better back in the day, but now Apple... And, and I used to jailbreak my iPhones and stuff back then so I could customize sure. it better. Now I'm cool with the little swipe down menu from the top, you know, to access, you know, your... I don't know, my flashlight, my... I put my uh, calculator and camera there and stuff like that. I'm cool with that. You know, they added widgets to this newest update. Okay, cool. Um, but... I don't even really understand the widget thing. Like, I get back in the day when... Because I had an Android phone too, you know, the widget. Oh, wow, widget. Yeah. But now, like... It's available on iPhone, and it's like, 
yeah, this is just really pointless because I'm going to check the weather. I'm just going to check the weather app. <laughs> I use, you know, or I if use, you have the watch, yeah. it's like all kind of redundant. That is very true. I do have the, uh, I I don't know. I use some of the widgets. I have a weather one because it shows like a little more detailed about the weather, you know. I like yeah. being able just to see the weather right on the front, the temperature and stuff. The uh, calendar, I it went back and forth when I used to have meetings and stuff, and I used to keep my work calendar on my personal phone. It was nice to see them right there, um, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't need all the crazy widgets and stuff like that. I get what you're saying. Um, I just – and I don't like the big phones. I had that iPhone 7 Plus. I think it was huge. And then – the next phone I got was the 11 because, you know, they jumped all those. No, I, I had the 10. I had the iPhone the X or whatever. Um, but I didn't get the Max, I think they call them now. It's like the big version of it. I just get the regular version. I think it's a good size. The screen it, you know, the screen encompasses the whole front of the phone. That's also why I right. like the uh, the camera. You get a little more screen and not the Touch ID. But <laughs> So the Kraken has been released. Oh, um, no shit looking at it so it's a shitload of pages so there's probably no way i'm gonna because it's all like very legal legal looking yeah is it uh is there a cliff notes version yet (laughs) uh no not yet i think this looks like it's probably pretty fresh okay let me give you like two minutes i'm gonna go piss again and then see if you can figure it out all right okay so one thing early on that i noticed uh so this was a story that in one of the pole stations, they kicked people out because they had like a water main break or something. Yeah. Well, not everybody left. Everybody left except for a few people that were still working at the vote tab, you know, the count the machines that are counting. Mm-hmm. And they were there basically unsupervised from 10 to one. So somebody was there videotaping them that they didn't know was there. So they were there doing, you know, who knows? I, you know, it's one of those things, what were they doing? But it's like, well, why does there have to be this big cover story? If yeah, you know, not everybody's there and the water main only took like 15 minutes to fix. Okay, well then why was everybody kept out for four hours while people ran the software that supposedly can just be completely hosed with? Hmm. It's, it's long. It looks like it's probably 100 pages or so. So take a minute to, are you to gonna, read through it. Are you going to read it all? I'm just kind of skimming through it at the moment and see if there's anything that jumps out. I think if you've kind of, you could probably Google most of the Dominion stuff to get kind of an idea of the stuff they're talking about now it does look like i'm kind of fast forwarded to the bottom there are some claims of specific fraud from specific people and it's statements just because it looks like quotes and stuff so i don't know definitely someone have to read through maybe maybe we'll do a another one after this i'll read the kraken and we'll come back and we'll I'd say I'd read it. Discuss the Kraken. They have an audio version of it yet? (laughs) Fuck. You know, that's a. I wonder if you can. I'll have a Siri. Can't highlight it. It's an image. No, because if you can highlight it, you can have Siri read it. Oh, you can highlight it. It's a PDF file. Oh, yeah, there it goes. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, there should be a way to. Have Siri read it? To make her read. (laughs) I'd be in on that. I mean, I don't know. Just. I'm not the world's fastest reader. I mean, just first to admit it. And I'm not like sitting here trying to sound out the words either, but right. I, when I get to reading, I also get to like thinking of other shit and then I'm sitting here reading, but not uh, absorbing anything that's, that's that I am reading. I, 
always something I've done. Probably why I've never been a big reader. Yeah, I've gotten used to listening to stuff, audiobooks and podcasts. I still like to read, and there's part of me that kind of thinks I should get away from the audio and go back to trying to physically read because it's a little slower paced. Well, and it's think, what it's it's probably better for you. You know. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah, you digest more of it. Yeah, and you know, just vocabulary and I mean, the more you read, you know, the more I don't know, I guess I mean, intelligent you sound, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's also, I have an hour-long drive to work every day and an hour-long drive back home, so it's really nice to just listen to stuff, you know? So if I can, right. do, if I can do an audiobook, cool. I can do a podcast, cool. Yeah, I might try to read through some of this before I fall asleep and probably ought to do that. I think we get up in the morning, wife's going to be cooking and shit. I'm sure I'm not going to be able to escape, so. No, understandable, I get that. So, all right, man, well, I'll let you get after it. We'll do an episode maybe later on about the crack and shit. All right. All right, man. Later. See ya.